Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Vizignano. Chris, uh, before we get started, our sponsor, the Media Captain, records a weekly podcast. After you get your Giants fixed by listening to the Giant Insider Podcast, if you want to learn, learn, want to learn more about entrepreneurship and what it takes to start a business along with the latest and greatest online and digital trends, Check out the Media Captain's podcast on Apple, iTunes, and all the major podcast outlets. Again, that's the Media Captain podcast, Twitter account, at the Media Captain. Buddy, what are we, uh, 15 days away from, uh, we're, we're Jeff Hostetler away from training camp, finally getting here. I don't know about you, man, but there has been nothing going on in the news with the Giants and, uh, you know, the, the inactive today uh, for the supplemental picks. We can't even talk yeah. anything about that, which is fine. I don't, I don't care. But uh, this, this can't get here fast enough, pal. Yep, it truly is a dead period, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it, nothing's going on. Not even baseball, right? There's a few days off. Like oh. nothing is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Arizona had one supplement pick they used, right? A fifth round? Yeah, and it's the kid, um, that, that, was it. the kid yeah, that a lot that of Giant it. fans were asking about. Jalen, was it Jalen Thompson? Is that his name? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Some defensive back or something from Washington State or something. Um, yeah. So they use up their fifth round for next year's draft. One thing I do want to talk about, Jerry, um, a lot of news, a lot of buzz about a possible CBA extension before yeah. the season starts, which to me is shocking. Now, I'll believe it, Jerry, when I see it, uh, you know, uh, about a possible, you know, the, the CBA expires after next season, 2020. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about maybe another five years because they want to get it done before, because this is the hundred season in the NFL and all that. I don't believe it's going to happen, Jerry. Maybe before the Super Bowl or something like that. Um, but I think it's very positive that they seem to be on the same page as far as working out a new contract, Jerry. Which is you, you know how these things usually work, right? But it's, they usually wait to the off season and right up to the last second to get these things done, right? Yeah, 100%. If it gets done. If yeah. it gets done. Yeah. Right. Uh, dude. No, you read about some stuff like a month ago, a couple months ago, where basically Demora Smith said that there is no way. He already told players, save your money because this is going to be a long one, right? Yeah. Uh, and now, you talk, now you're reading about from you know some inside football people talking about how they're really talking, getting, you know, there's, there's always things they have to iron out, but um, there's a possibility that they could be in a CBA extension before opening game. And I, like I said, Jerry, I don't believe – I'll believe that when I see it, but that would be unbelievable. Uh, yeah. For, for for a group of guys, you know, football players, who they, they, can't be, they, they can't stand that there's no guaranteed contracts, the fact that they would extend this is absolutely stunning. I, I thought that was the mm-hmm. biggest um, issue that they have – and if they extend the current CBA with no guaranteed contracts, mm-hmm. either may, may, I, 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 it would be shocking. I, I can't believe that that would be extended. I mean, I know that there's a lot of stuff on the table. There's guaranteed contracts. There's an 18-game schedule shortening the preseason. But I would think that the fact that you don't have guaranteed contracts and that you only have you know, a portion of the contract that's guaranteed money, I would think that's, that's, a, that's a, a, um, what is it, a, like, a, like a stopper, like a showstopper. Right. Uh, for the players. Jerry, I think they've conceded the, that they will never, A, get rid of the salary cap, and B, they're never going to get 100% guaranteed contracts. Uh, that's just not going to happen. Not in this sport. You know, uh, I think they've kind of conceded. But there's other things, I'm sure, money-wise, that they're going to want. Um, the franchise tag, I don't think there's any question. They either want to want to get rid of it or knock it down to one. One year instead of three, which I which I agree with the players wholeheartedly, Jerry. I mean, I'll give you the one year you could franchise a guy, but three years? Are you kidding me? You know? Yeah, you're right. You, you can. That's right. You can consecutively so, franchise players. That's right. I forgot. Yes, you know, Jerry. And in this sport where you know your lifetime isn't very long, no. okay, uh, to extend the guy three years before he hits free agency to me is wrong. So yeah. I expect that to be a battle. Now, whether or not the owners are already starting to talk about maybe one year or giving in on that, I don't know. But it is encouraging. And, Jerry, I, I put this on Twitter the other day. One, if you give it a franchise tag, stop the 18-game nonsense 
and I forgot the other one I've actually put on Twitter, but you'll you'll get the deal done, okay? Um, but Jerry, how po- this sport is the most popular sport in America by far, right? And, and but- that's and that's with people complaining about officiating with the right. new rules. It's still right. head and shoulders above everything else. Not even close, right? right it's right. head and shoulders, head and shoulders above every other sport. Can you imagine, Jerry, if they announced a CBA extension before the first game of the season, how even more popular the sport's going to be? Oh, well, you know, you're 100 percent right. Well, you know, there's no going to be no strike or anything like that coming up after next season. And listen, Jerry, the players are making a lot of money. The stars, the very good players, are making a ton of money, a ton of money, bud. Right. You know, um, so um, it was encouraging to hear that. I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. But I, obviously, a lot of inside people are reporting that a lot of progress is getting. And I'm glad to see they're doing it now, Jerry, not waiting to next offseason, bringing it up to opening day and all that nonsense. So. Yeah, yeah. As far as the Giants, Jerry, you know, you look at these drafts, you look at the team going in this 2019 season training camp and get on this draft. We discussed this before. You know, you, you're looking at possible three draft picks starting on defense, right? Mm-hmm. With DeAndre Baker and Dexter Lawrence and you know Julian Love, um, you know um, Chris, you're, you're giving away your your uh, article by saying Julian Love. Um, <laughs> Training camp uh, battles to watch. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. About it. It'll be out. It'll be out next week. The paper's coming out next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's very good though, everybody. Very good article. So you know, so I, I think it's a lot of encouragement. It's now 15 days away. And now, Jerry, I see people tweeting us that they seem to be. These tickets seem to be sold out, right? Yeah, we that went on. That what happened yesterday, and all of a sudden, I start getting text messages from from buddies, and they said, "When is Buffoon Day?" And I said, "We haven't named it yet. We have to figure that out." So, just so you know, Chris, the guys who you originally named Buffoon Crew, they're getting mm-hmm. shirts made that say "Original Buffoon Crew." I mean, they are they, are they oh, really? yeah, yeah, those three maniacs. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, Sean, and Dan. They're they're nuts. And they're like, "No, it's nice that you guys have a Buffoon Crew. That's awesome, but we're the original ones." So they're that making their own. Great. They're making their own shirts. I love it. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. But um yeah, I see like I ex you know, I put that out on Twitter yesterday about, you know, who's got their tickets and, and people I see people like there's some people going to every open practice. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and a bunch of them and um I, I, I'm glad to see it. The enthusiasm. You know, Jerry, for for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in what, six of the last seven years? Yeah, what good fans, right? I mean, dude. You talk about enthusiasm. How about the enthusiasm going into this camp? I mean, I understand the franchise quarterback, you know, being drafted and all that. But but how about the enthusiasm, Jerry, going into this? Right? Is it impressive or is it me? No, it reminds you of it reminds you of like your dad, my dad, and the guys who suffered for all those years in the seventies. Like, uh, Giant Stadium was sold out, guys. They they these these more these mm-hmm. these what do you call it? the these buffoons, as you would say, would yeah. travel to the Yale Bowl to watch them play. Then they went to yeah. Shea. They go everywhere. So hey, man, uh, it just shows you that it's. I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, Mike, not a big, huge fan of Lupica, but one of the things he said years ago, he mm-hmm. said Giant fans have something with their team that other that, fan bases can't uh, touch. And he's right. And Lupica is 100% correct, man. It is something, Jerry, I just can't put my finger on it, but you know what I'm talking about. The people who are listening know what I'm talking about. There's just some kind of connection between this football squad and their fans, right, yeah, Jerry? Yeah, absolutely. It's just some kind of connection. Um, we both know it, uh, personal, you know, being personally involved, and the fans know it. And you see the enthusiasm. You see people tweeting at us. Oh, we're getting close. Can't wait to go. This is, I mean, this is a five and eleven squad, a three and thirteen, <laughs> a three and thirteen squad. Two years ago, we haven't, you know, we haven't really sniffed the. Play- I know twenty sixteen, we went to the playoffs, we got beat up. But other than that, you know, it's, it hasn't been a winning franchise the last six, seven, eight, from since twenty eleven, right? Yeah. Uh, really hasn't. Um, and, and you're coming back with – I understand it's a young quarterback in Jones, but you, you know you know who the starter is going to be, so you have a 38-year-old starter. And the enthusiasm is off the charts, bud. I think it's great. I think it's great. You yeah, know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and you're right, and you bring up the, the draft picks that are, that are probably going to start. Giant fans, they have eight picks next year, and they're right. going to get more because they didn't replace Collins with reagency. They replaced it with a tra- him with a trade. He's so, going to be a third rounder. Yeah. yeah they're going to get more. They're going to be able to move around. If they if they love a guy in the first, second, whatever, they can move around. They could stand pat. 
This team is loading up young players, whether you agree with the Beckham trade, the Jones pick, I get mm-hmm. it. I understand all mm-hmm. of it. But one thing you can't deny is Gettleman has reversed the buffoondomness, Chris, <laughs> that Jerry Reese and Mark Ross created here. So mm-hmm. they're building through the draft like they did for years. Uh, they're stockpiling draft picks. And this is how you win again in the NFL, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, may, think what you will about this year's team, but – the, the, the hour is pointing up on this franchise, I think. And, Jerry, you forgot to mention one little thing, yeah. which isn't so little, is that you're looking at 70 to $90 million cap space, too. Oh, you're right. No, it's, yeah, you're right. For free agency next year. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves, you know, but we're just talking about the future and, it's, and this organization. And you're talking about a lot of money to plug a few holes if you have to, right? Yeah. Where you can overspend like everybody else does <laughs> yeah. and bring in a whatever you we need at the time next year. I'm not going to look ahead for a year from now. Who knows? You know, but I'm just saying. You know, um, well, so Jadavion Clowney didn't get a, a new contract, so there's there's one. <laughs> well, there there you go. That's your boy. I know you like him. You know, so um, so what I'm saying, Jerry, that even though this team has won um, seven game, uh, excuse me, eight games the last two years, um, there's a, there's, a, there's like a buzz about this team, right, going yeah. into camp. I think, like you said, Jerry, what brings a buzz to the fan base? Uh, you see it with the Yankees now with all their young, homegrown talent, right? Yep. And now you see the homegrown talent with the Giants, like, you know, these draft picks, a lot of young kids. And now you have the homegrown kid Jones. Everybody wants to see what's going to be. A, you got Saquon, the homegrown, you know, the whole deal, man. Yeah. Um, so there's a buzz. I'm looking forward to it, bud. I, I know training camp practice is going to be jammed. Um, and I, I really like it. I mean, it's not like we're going into this camp saying, oh, God, you know, this team's going to be uh, – forget about it. Who cares? You know, No. You know, it's, 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 it's a nice little buzz to it. You got uh, an improved offensive line. You got your new wide receiver on Twitter, what, guzzling a beer and wearing an American flag outfit. And I mean, I like, mean do you love, I mean, did you, do you love Golden Tate? He's, Just, he's come hilarious. On. Yeah, absolutely, man. Come on. Yeah. Please. Can't wait. I can't wait to see Golden Tate at camp. Can't, can't wait. Can't wait for Tate. That's, that's going to be another column by you. The, uh, that's I be can't the wait for Tate. Yeah. Can't wait to interview him. Love him. There it is. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, I was going to ask you one question. With, with training camp in, um, at 16W, I know it's I know it's accessible from a distance standpoint, mm-hmm. but do you miss it a little bit? That, yeah, in all I know where you're going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I miss it. Uh, it was and and back in was it Fairly Dickinson or before that? Yeah, I, I used to go. I, was it Fairly? I used to go with my dad. Yeah, and it was even more intimate, Jerry. Yeah, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I do miss the Albany a little bit. I know it's a hike up there. But it was something different about it. And and, and you can just show up when you wanted. You don't have to have tickets. Yes. No, no. This ticket thing only started the last few years. Yeah, it's annoying. You know? yeah, I mean, because um, fans were tweeting, only got this day. And friends of mine were like, yeah. what the hell? It says it's sold out, but it's not. I, I just got them. So, yeah. I mean, listen, there was something nice about going up to Albany's, you know, staying in a hotel a few days and watching the team for a few, a few days. It, it was. It was something. It felt more like training camp, Jerry, you know? Yeah. Um. Where, as opposed to, you know, being basically next to Giant Stadium and all that. And uh, so, listen, I'm not going to complain. Like you said, it's very uh, easy to get to and all that. But, yes, there is something missing. No question about it. And, and Chris, as beat writer, you're not getting a room in Albany for two weeks. You're just commuting back and forth, which I guess is better. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, it, it's, yeah, I would, you know. <laughs> but listen, like I said, Jerry, there's something different about staying up there. Yeah, and, I know. You know, yeah. you know and, yeah. and seeing the team and. And coaches love it, you know that. But yep. this is the this is the choice the Giants made. The Jets threw it over in their place, and uh, although Rex Ryan had them up in parts unknown, remember? Yeah, that's right. He had them up in some small town upstate New York because a lot of coaches like the plays they get away from the from the you know from the city, whatever they, whatever city they come from, and and get away from it. And they want that, they like that country atmosphere, Jerry. You know, everybody just focuses on football. Yeah, can't blame them. Can't blame them. Um, nope. So today's Twitter question, because you know, because we do this once a week, we do all the Twitter questions uh, in, in one episode um, in the off season, and soon we'll be back to two, guys. I promise we will get back to two as soon as practice starts. We'll probably go back to Monday and Thursday. That seemed to work best for everyone. Uh, but before we get to the Twitter questions, Chris, yeah, um, I know we were struggling with this before. I do have a buffoon now, um, good, and I had it yesterday. It's not me, is it? No, never. Oh, Chris, okay. You? No, we kidding. <laughs> Uh, and it's not the, uh, the the loser Eagle fans who were shouting at me in Cape May uh, yesterday, the day before. And I, I just, you know, Cape May is a, a beautiful town. And I just didn't think, I, I know that it's south, 
but I figured it would keep Eagle fans away just because it was so oh, nice. Oh, no, no, uh, But no, there's, no. Uh, there's a ton of them. And somebody said... I see them every year. Yeah, somebody said, how do you know they're not Baltimore fans? I was like, well, they were wearing Eagles gear, you know. And oh, like, no, I, that's all I see when I go down here. So. My, my comeback this year is uh, no foals, no championship. So that, that's that's the only thing I can say back. So uh, Wentz still has to finish a season. That's that's all I got. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, um, so it's not them either. It's um, this home run derby. It was fun to watch, but Chris, and and maybe you're not going to like this. How the hell does someone hit 91 home runs and not win the home run derby? I don't know, man. I mean, the disparity between, I look, Pete Alonso, all the Mets fans are going to go, I, guys, I don't hate the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan. If the oh, Mets it, win, it, it does not they, bother me. There you go again. No, it's it doesn't bother the fan base. But like Pete Alonso no. is a great story, great player, good guy. Reminds me of Judge, like, engages the fans good dude i love that he got him all pumped up for his last home run i thought it was great but the fact that vlad guerrero jr hit 91 and lost and he hit 57 i know it's it's rounder it's it's player versus player they should they got to change that i think it's mm -hmm. stupid um i'm sorry major league baseball commissioner whoever's in charge of that you're my buffoon of the week because i i just i saw that <laughs> staggering number the next day and i was like that doesn't make how the hell if I'm, I mean, Vlad Guerrero seems like a class act. He hugged Alonzo. If I'm him, man, I'm throwing my bat. I'm pissed off. I, I don't know. 91 home runs and you lost? Whatever. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. But that's uh, the way these balls are flying out. It doesn't surprise me. I got to uh, be honest Andrew, with you. Justin Verlander's hilarious, man. He's like, are you kidding me? You, are you kidding yeah. me with these balls? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It seems like sometimes they throw on golf balls. You know, they're flying out of parks, you know, so, but... What are you going to do, man? As far as the home run, to me, Jerry, if they eliminated it, I could care less, man. I know. And I, I don't usually watch yeah. it either. I, I, I didn't watch mm. it this time. I just watched the highlights. Yeah. I saw yeah. the final numbers. I was like, wait, what? This guy lost? Yeah. It was amazing, right? It really oh, it was. was. ridiculous. Yeah. So, so. anyway. Um, and you're without a buffoon, right? There's not much going on this week. Not much going on. Sorry, man. I'm going to have to come up with two next week. Yeah, that's you know? fine. Don't worry, folks. They're coming down the pike. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there's there's a chance I put something on Twitter where Chris is like, "Hey, I, I got one." So there it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get to our Twitter questions, as I stated last time, our Twitter questions. Uh, we have a sponsor now, buddy. So, guys, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, as Chris would say. Listen. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. B-L-U-E. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, BlueChew is the fast an easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. of A., the good old U.S. of A., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code, and people did see the irony in this, Giant Insider, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Giant Insider to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast, and in particular, our Twitter questions. All right, buddy. That's two, that's two times in a row, huh? All right. Yeah, man, you, you, man, that was great. Thank you, thank you. It's a great job, man. Thanks, buddy. They should make you like the spokesman, like on <laughs> TV or something. <laughs> uh, someone said, um, they had a good one. They said, uh, you should have the the buffoon, big blue chew buffoon sponsor. They they should do the, uh, I I forget what he said. Or oh, we could run it by them. We could run it by them. See what they say. Blue chew buffoon of the week. <laughs> someone tweeted before. So uh, again, Twitter questions. Awesome job, everybody. Very creative. We'll probably get, um, we have a lot of time left, so there's a good chance we get to all of them. So uh, I, I skipped a around a little bit, Chris, because I want to get to this one. This one is for, <laughs> for you. For me? Yeah. From <laughs> Pete Lunchmeat. 
You see, the- you see how you have see. You always say these questions. I'm like, really? But I don't look at them because I'm afraid they answer them. Because you got me paranoid. No, no, no. I, That's I, why every time you hit me, I'm like, oh, it's for me. I didn't no, even look buddy, at Twitter I, today. I never, yeah. I never put you on the spot. This one's a good one, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Again, Pete lunch meat. He must live in South Jersey. For Chris, you revel in the buffoondomville of some teams: the Jets, the Browns, Rangers, Knicks. But prior to '04, the Sox were buffoons. What was the transition like as a fan from rooting for the worst team of the century to the major league powerhouse of this century? I'm not hanging up. I will wait for your reply. So what was that transition like? He wants to know. Um, let's put it this way. And between 1975, yeah. where Joe Morgan blooped the head in to, to put the Reds up ahead and we lost that series. Between that 78, 86... I thought I would never, ever see a World Series. To what's happened now, Aaron, I would have to and, say... And I'm not just saying it, dude. Aaron Boone, too, had to just be like, what, are you seriously? Um, yeah, well, that was, t- that was just expected in 03. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was expecting that, Jerry. But trust me, I, I just, you know, that's why 04 was totally incredible. But yeah. uh, I would say just from just absolutely not, disbelief. Disbelief because I just never thought... You know, what has happened since 04 till now, I just never know what happens. So just honestly, just disbelief. Yeah, good answer, buddy. Uh, Neil Sutherland, do you see us making a move for clown? Oh, Neil, you pay attention. Do you see us making a move for Clowney uh, next year? Yeah, not now. This team is set now. Um, unless there's a veteran that falls off somewhere that they need to fill in for an injury. I don't see him going after Clowney. No, I do not. No, not this year. Uh, John Ialegio at not John 44 loyal buffoon crew member. Who's the one player, the giants let walk that you had flinging four letter words and ripping your hair out. Mine is Armstead with tuck a close second. Granted. I think they picked up Pierce that year. If I remember correctly, now it was a couple years later. Armstead was gone after Oh one. They picked up Pierce in Oh five, but 98 was one of my favorites. Hashtag hang up a listen. Hashtag buffoon crew. Who's the one player they let walk that you, I know mine. I just thought of it. Okay, who is it, Jerry? Who Eddie, are you? Eddie McCaffrey. I, oh, I, I wow. loved yeah. him back in the day. Yeah. This kid caught everything. You, you just needed to put on some weight, and Dan Reeves brought in Arthur Marshall instead, and he stunk. Eddie mm. McCaffrey. One player let walk that I was pissed. I don't remember, man. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could come back to it. You can think yeah, I really don't remember. I have to think about that one. There's a couple of them. <laughs> I know it's uh, this is from JS at JSS Stressless or JS Stressless. I know it's early to ask your prediction as to who will be the starting quarterback for the first first preseason game. No, it's not. It's Eli Manning. He's starting. He's starting the first preseason game, and he's going to start. Um, uh, did did Eli start last year the first game, Jerry? Or did he wait to the second game to play him? Do you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> no maybe, well, Jay, maybe it wasn't such a bad question. I'm trying to think of Eli. Maybe Eli went one series. Anyway, I would expect Yeah, they usually go one series or one quarter, and then game two, same, and then game three but, plays almost the whole half. But this year is the Jets the first game, right? Yes. So I expect I expect Eli. Yeah, I, I expect Eli. Yeah. Uh, Javier Burgos at CT underscore Giants fan. Oh, he has two parts here. Sorry for last week's question. Oh, that was the negativity question. That's funny. I didn't mean for it to be negative. But sorry, buddy. Um, for the Giants, just there was one player you thought would little. Chris, when players get interviewed, you pretty much get the same positive answers all the time. For example, how much they like the coach's system. How can you tell if a player is being sincere or is, if he's just BSing you through the interview? Hashtag buffoon crew. Like, have you ever interviewed someone where they're giving answers and you're like, yeah, I don't really believe him. Well, he just lost me, folks. We will have to, uh, I will have to see if he can call me back. Um, let's go. Okay. We're still recording here. Chris is going to call back. Um, let me stop this one second. All right, and we're back. Sorry, buddy. Okay. I, uh, that's my fault. That was on my end. I lost Wi-Fi. Now I, I've adjusted. And uh, what, what am I without adjusting, buddy? I'm, I'd be That's nothing. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's right. So let me get back to the Twitter Javier questions. Burgos. Yes, Javier Burgos. Um, oh, damn it. I have to get back to it. Uh, here we go. 
Oh, so how do you know if someone's um, BSing you, Chris? Through an, has anyone like BSed you through an interview where you're like, that's eh, just a, a, a you know a, a BS answer? How do you know if, if they are or not? Um, usually they hesitate with the answer and they're trying to think of something nice to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> where if you, if you when you know a guy's real, like he just rips it right out, like you know. Yep. Uh, like if you ask, uh, so what do you think about this code? Coach, oh, let me tell you something about him. You know, if you go like, oh, what do you think about this guy or this coach? And they're like, uh, yeah, no, listen, he could play to get, you know, you, you could kind of get a sense that maybe he's, uh, you know, trying to just say something nice. I, I don't know why this one comes to mind, but Keith Bullock, when he got here, he didn't like Perry Fuel's system. And you could tell because right. he said, well, they call the strong side the weak side and the weak side the strong side here. <laughs> you could tell he was almost like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work with this guy. <laughs> right, right. You could tell a little bit. Yep. <laughs> uh, Big Blue VCR at Big Blue VCR. Given the choice, would you rather Eli start 16 games and the Giants go 8 and 8, make the wild card, lose in the first round, or Jones starts 10 games? Oh, dude, I don't know. I'll hang up and await your Morse code response. <laughs> I always want to make the playoffs. So if Eli goes 8 and 8 and they make the playoffs, I'm in. Uh, Jones starts 10, goes 6 and 10. What's the good in that? So I'd rather make the playoffs and, and sneak in. I don't care. I have no shame, no pride, whatever. Get in. Mm. Mm. Right? Okay. That's an easy one, no? Uh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Well. i got to be honest with you, Jerry. That's a tough one. If they went 8-8 eight and, eight and got wiped out or beat up in the playoffs. No, no, just get, like, they, they just, oh, yeah, oh, he said lose in that round. No, he said lose in the playoffs. Oh, dude, no, then go 6-10. and 10. Sorry. I would I, have to be honest. Yeah, I no, think I right. would rather go, right, I think I'd rather go 6-10, and 10, get Jones the reps, and prepare and prep up for 2020, man. Yeah, no, I, that's I, just me, but yeah. I'm just that's you know that's a tough question, but I think I'd rather do that. Because um, now you, yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry. Now you talk about the Jones kid, basically, you know, as a rookie still, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I didn't see. I didn't. I read read over that part about um, losing in the first round. No, I don't want to go eight and eight and lose. That's 2006. The Eagles. That's against the Eagles. No, <laughs> no, never again. No. So, Kyle Johnson at Kyle Johnson three, still has the name. Good job, buddy. Still waiting for Zeke. The call. If you guys, if you guys could redo one draft pick, which one would it be, and who would you pick instead? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. There's one that comes to mind. It's a long time ago. Uh, 2001, we took Will Allen, and I would I would have taken um, Todd Heap or I think Reggie Wayne. One of those two. I mean, I, that's just mm. off the top of my head. That, that I, I remember that 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 draft pick. I didn't love Will Allen. Coming out of Syracuse, I kept hearing he could return kicks. Of course, he never returned, I don't think, one kick with the Giants. Uh, right. And he wasn't a very – couldn't catch anything. He had, like, hands – he had feet for hands. Uh, he was an okay corner guy. It was like, wow, this – you know, we had Hall of Famers or borderline Hall of Famers drafted afterwards. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't have wasted that supplement pick on uh, Dave Brown back in the day. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> wow. There it is. <laughs> I don't remember who was – you know, in that, in that draft, and I, I really don't remember off the top of my head, but I, I wouldn't have taken that. I wouldn't have wasted a pick there. Yeah, that was 92. The second round, I, I know, I think it was like Felipe Sparks, so there was talent in that pit, in that draft. So, Yeah, it's, I don't even want to look at that draft. It would make me sick to my stomach. Right, exactly. All right, Oscar Nieves Martir, at Nieves Martir, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I know training camp hasn't even started, but who are your early season picks for – Offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Also, who do you think would be the unsung hero of this team if we make the play? If slash when we make the playoffs? And I don't know about that one. Uh, Chris, offensive and defensive MVPs. Who do you got? Offensive. I'm gonna go with Saquon. Yeah, it's a safe one. Uh, yes. I don't think I don't think I'm really stretching it there. <laughs> um, defensive MVP. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Lorenzo Carter. Wow, a nice job. There you go. I'm gonna How about go, that? Yeah, it's good. So I, so I took the easy route, the first part of the question. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot at the second part. I think the easy defensive answer is uh, Jabril Peppers, so I will go with B.J. Hill. I love B.J. Hill. And Chris okay. interviewed B.J. Hill and gave a great interview, by the way. That's coming out this week. You know what? I, and I was thinking about B.J. Hill there, too, but I'm going to go a little – I'm going to just take a little shot with Lorenzo Carter. Yeah. So – Hopefully, hopefully uh, that works out, bud. 
Mike Jerky at M Jerky 32. Question Who the hell is Alex Wesley as a wide receiver? I uh, heard someone predict Wesley as the Giants breakout wide receiver. Don't recall hearing his name during camp at all. I don't even know who that is. It's an undrafted free agent. I mean, you heard you heard me tweet. You saw me tweet about him after the first OTA practice. Yeah. After that, he didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Um, the chances of him being a breakout wide receiver this year is probably as good as me leading off for the Red Sox Friday night against the Dodgers. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, NYG France. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna ask trivia, don't give me the answer. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you're gonna be better than that. Which Giants quarterback had a perfect 158.3 rating uh, since the passer rating was developed in 71? I knew one of them was Kerry Collins. I didn't know one was Eli Manning. Uh, but don't don't give us the answer, France. Come on, we're better than that. Uh, Marcy All at Ev Nandez. How do you think the coaching staff will do in season two? Shermer and Betcher were far from perfect. What do you think they will slash can do differently in season two? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag buffoon crew. Chris, I'll let you take that one. Um, what do you think they'll do differently in season two that they maybe failed with in season one? Um, well, Betcher, I think you'll see more scheming. Yeah. Put scheming. Yeah. I think you'll see that more from him. Sherma, um, I think he'll rely on – I think he's going to try to run this offense through Saquon from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Last season, he kind of seemed like it waited, right? And then, like, the second half seemed to run through Saquon. I think you'll see him adjusting. He's going to say, hey, I got a dynamic kid here, and then I'm going to do other things, compliment Saquon. Um, and I think – the Shermer change, too. You're going to see Evan Ingram, a big part of the offense, Jerry. Well, you didn't see that when Odell was on the team. Yeah. Um, that's where I think That's where I think you'll see the changes. Yeah, the biggest thing I want to see as a fan is clock management. Uh, I want to see better clock management from Shermer and, and, and not just being so flippant with, uh, with timeouts. Hopefully he's learned from that, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think uh, defensively you'll see more scheming because he has the corners to do it now. And uh, offense, Hopefully, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Offense. Um, yeah. I mean, but you know, we really hedged our bets with corner, right? Like, if Baker doesn't work out, we had right. Beal, Love, right. Balance right. Time. So, right. Hopefully, hopefully they do it on the field. Yep. Yeah. Um, Gaza at Gazman Superstar. Question from the UK. Nice hashtag buffoon crew. My current prediction for the season is seven and nine, and then a playoff run the following season, while hoping for no injuries to twenty six should happen. How realistic is that at the moment? Thanks for the summer shows. Oh, you're welcome, guys. I wish it could be two a week, but there's just not enough going on. Uh, hmm. Seven and nine this year, then the playoffs. I think most people would expect that, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, we talked about it earlier. I, I've said this to you, Jerry. 2020 is going to be the year. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, would it surprise me if – if the offensive line plays well, would it surprise you if the Giants were a wild card team? No. Right. No, it wouldn't. You know? Uh, but I don't see them right playoff team. That's right now on July 10th. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't see them. I'm gearing up towards 2020 where another draft, free agency, a lot of money, and it, you know, and let's see what happens with this Jones kid. Um, that's what I'm looking at. Right now, but Jerry, this is the NFL, man. Every year is different. Yep. Okay. Um, so if this offensive line plays well, um, it would not surprise me to see the Giants as a wild card team. You agree with that? No. Yeah, I, I, I think that I just want, sound like you really agree. No, with me. I just want steady improvement. And if they ended up surprising a few people, it wouldn't stun me. Jerry, would it stun you if they were 97 as a, no. and a second wild card? Nope, not at all. No, right? It wouldn't surprise me. No. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'd be extremely excited about that. <laughs> Jerry, you know, I, I know you, people are going to probably think I'm a buffoon with this, but let's not forget one thing, okay, bud? Mm -hmm. They were 5-11 and 11 last year. If the defense – if they have a closer, defense has a closer, we'll use baseball term. If they have a closer last year, this team's 9-7 and seven probably, bud. Oh, 100%. They had leads. Yeah, they, they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. They didn't close lead. They didn't sh they didn't shut down teams when they had it. They had leads. They blown them. They blew leads. I'm sorry. They blew leads, right? Yep. 100%. The defense couldn't get the, the defense couldn't get the strikeout when they needed it, right? Yep. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Giants were a playoff team. All I'm saying is that, you know, here and there, so this year, right? 
this year and say three games or you know where last year defense couldn't do the job what if they do the job this year bud right so that's all i'm saying yeah warren osler at osler warren i see eli's hall of fame status this season similar to ted williams 400 batting average going into the last game of 1941 well i don't know where he's going with this if you round up eli's oh i get it because if you round it up Williams would have been in. I get it. Okay. If you round up, Eli is in now, but with a stinker this year, I think he's out. That said, Eli has always risen to the occasion, and I think Hall of Fame matters to him. Your thoughts? I don't know about this year. I don't know if a bad year kicks him out. I think the longer Eli is away from football, the more he'll be appreciated, and I think he'll get in. Like I, we always said, it's not going to be the first ballot. Yeah. But the longer he's away, you're gonna yeah. you're always going to look at two Super Bowl MVPs playing the best – um, you know, in the biggest stage, I think he'll get in eventually. So. That was very, that was very well said, Jerry. I think you're welcome. I think he's not obviously he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm sorry, right. Lisa. I'm Lisa. sorry. Lisa. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But like you said, when he's out of the game, seven, eight, nine years, he gets in. Yeah. Uh, you know, so would you have to be out five, right, bud? Yep. Um, so he's out five. He's not gonna get in. So I, I look for him to get in around the eighth. I, I really do. But I do think he gets in. And I don't think it matters if he has a, you know, if he doesn't make it through the season this year and he throws for 2,800 yards, you know, just for argument's sake, and then Jones comes in and all that. I don't think it matters. No, me neither. Uh, Ethan Wong at <laughs> Beefy underscore Wong. Nice name. Hey, Foley. And he says Nago. I guess Grabizic Nano. Hey, Foley and Nano. Uh, I did that thing where you pretended to be a Cowboys fan to hear them talk blank about Dak. Turns out the Cowboys fan I was talking to was a top bloke, and we're now good friends. He wants me to come over to his place to watch the week watch the week one game. What do I do? Oh, tread lightly, <laughs> Ethan, because he's going to have probably Cowboy friends and family, and it could be an ambush, my friend. He's nice now. But when you go to someone's house and they're wearing the colors and he's probably got stuff on the wall and friends come over and family come over and alcohol starts, uh, you know, flowing, dude, just be <laughs> careful. I speak from experience with this. They lure you in. They lure you in with that one nice guy who, or as I'd say, Eagle fan who eats with utensils and then you meet his family. And as Chris would say, they walk on what? Four, they walk on all fours. So. <laughs> Yeah, be careful with that one, especially it's a 425 start, so you got about four hours of drinking. Yes, yes. Before the game starts and all that. Very astute point. Yeah, so be very careful there, sir. There might be a trap. (laughs) It's a trap. That's so funny. (laughs) Peyton Combs, I don't have a question, but hope you guys had a great four. Thanks, buddy. And Corey Booker is my buffoon of the week. Oh, I get it. We don't get political, but Corey Booker said if he was president, he would change the name of the New York Giants to the New Jersey Giants. I don't know if you have that power as president to tell ownership to change a team name, but whatever. Sounds good to me. I don't care either way. Well, all I could say about that is that um, <laughs> I don't think Corey's going to have to worry about that problem. No, I don't think so either. Uh, very well said, Chris. Uh, Sean Allen at Spa 32 Blue. What do you guys think has been one of the best free agent signings the Giants have had? Anyone past or present, I will hang up and listen. That's a great one. It's, there's one guy that stands out head and shoulders above everybody else for me. Yeah, but who? Plaxico Burris. Yeah, I, I think Plaxico and Antonio Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Plaxico definitely, man. You know, no matter what happened with Plaxico, man, he was he was a huge factor for them, man. And not to like, um, you know, um, not to forget about Sean O'Hara. He was very good too, very under yeah, the radar yeah. at the time. Yeah, but Plax yeah. was just the missing element in that offense. I mean, he was a huge receiver, big game receiver. So, and Antonio Pierce was a, a, a was a very huge factor on the defense, man. Uh, he probably made the biggest play against the Packers on that screen pass. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, before the half ended there, if he doesn't break three tackles and come down with that, uh, come you know, and get that <clears throat> running back on a screen, it could be a different story there. You know, yeah, you remember that, Jerry? Yeah, it could have been a touchdown. I think they were ahead seven six at the time. Right, and it looked like it was going in. Oh, if you yeah. remember, absolutely. Um, but anyway, Antonio was a leader. He was a leader. Um. I, I thought that was a great signing, and Plax on the other side, I thought was a huge signing too, man. I really do. But then, like you said, Jared, there's been a couple other ones too, like the Sean Harris, no yeah. doubt about it, man. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Uh, Entra Roll too. 
Oh wow! I forgot roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah roll. See, this, this, this four, five, six number. Yeah, let's not forget roll. He was a big, big play, a big time player for and us. I'll too. give one more just for fun. He was Plan B. They used to have Plan B. I forget what that meant, but uh, Everson Walls. Everson Walls. Yeah, he played well for them in '90. No doubt about it. Yep. Uh, JP at underscore J Paraselli, Johnny Paraselli. Where you been, buddy? Hey guys, last year it seemed like the Ogletree trade came as a surprise for most. If you were predicting one big move, what would it be? Also, if you were predicting one player that would disappoint, who would it be? Uh, hang up and listen. Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag Giants pride. I don't know about big moves, and I hate saying who's going to disappoint because it's kind of negative. But uh, I'm going to go with the, the narrative that Chris has gone with a little bit, that Tay Davis and Connolly will be challenging for that middle linebacker spot and that Goodson, unfortunately, will be the odd man out. So... If I had to predict one person who's going to disappoint, I would say it's going to be B.J. Goodson. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, like, would... I don't like predicting that, but. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could go that way. Yeah, you could go that way. No doubt about it. Uh, B.J. Goodson could be the biggest disappointment. Yep. And um, if you're predicting one big move, I don't think they're going to make it. Trade-wise? I can't. That's over with now. Yeah, so. I don't think they're going to do anything, but sorry, Johnny. Thanks for chiming in, pal. I haven't talked to you in a while. Chris uh, at 5'6GMen64. Up, oh, dude, there we go. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, uh, always fun training camp in Albany. Oh, here we go. What was the worst season altering training camp preseason injury for NYG? Well, Chris, you name it below. For me, why did oh, they let Seahorn try that. to return that kickoff? There it yeah. is. Yep. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah, that was a devastating. Not even close. Seahorn. Yep. He was the best. One of the best cornerbacks in the NFL when he got hurt. Yep. He made Michael Irvin cry. <laughs> that took the wind out of the whole organization, boy. Oh, God. Really did. So terrible. He was so good at that time, man, when he got injured, right? He was so good, man. Chris, why do you bring that up, buddy? Chris at 5-6, G-Man, don't, don't bring up things like that. I remember I was at a bar watching that game. It was a Thursday night, and when it happened... You know, there was no sound on the TV, and you saw him. Get, mm-hmm. He walked off gingerly, and mm-hmm. I called my father at halftime, and he just picked up the phone, knew who it was, no caller ID, and said, torn ACL, out for the year. And I was just like, what? And then he goes, and then in the next breath, it's okay. Let's see what Conrad Hamilton has. I'm like, oh, Dad, I love you, man, but you got to be kidding me. The ultimate optimist, right? With some players, yes. Others, no. Yeah. So funny. Oh my yeah, God. that was a devastating injury. No question about it. Uh, Dan Houseman at D House. You guys were talking about Madden ratings last week. Who's your favorite video game giant? I always killed with Ed McCaffrey on the fake reverse flea flicker from Sims on Tecmo Super Bowl or Shockey on drag routes in Madden 03. You want to take that or you, or you want me to? No, take yeah, I'm not really a video guy. So, I, I used to be. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, obviously, but um, here's one. This is pretty obscure, but in, in Madden 94. You could move guys around. There's a wide receiver on the Giants by the name of Keith Crawford. I don't know why his rating was so high. His speed was like 90. I used to put him over tight end, and Dave Brown was the best quarterback in the league because he would just throw bombs to Keith Crawford. We had like 7,000 yards receiving. So there you go, Dan. That about sums up up that game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sums up my... uh, my God. That's, that's, that's about realistic as Lethal Weapon movies. Sums up my high school high school life playing Madden with Keith Crawford. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to dive into that one, are we? <laughs> that was so popular. Holy crap. Ah, Lisa, good question here, but it's going to be a little tough. First, And I'm very disappointed in one of your answers, Lisa. I'm telling you right now. List your 10 all-time favorite Giants. Here's mine. Taylor, oh. Strahan, Eli Plax, O.C. Shockey. Oh, Lisa. Tiki, Tuck, Carson, Barkley, go. Lisa, I don't know if we can name 10, each of us, but Chris, you want to try first? Um, and I'm not naming guys that are retired that I never saw play. I can't do that. So, um, I don't know. I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go, obviously, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even going to go back. Man, I always loved, I was always a big man in the whole guy. Yeah, yeah, you were. Um, Banks. Mm-hmm. Um,. Carson, mm-hmm. Brad Van Pelt, nice. Uh, Joe Morris, mm, that's sick. Mark Mark Bavaro, yep. 
Seven. Phil Sims, Keith the, Keith the Hammer Hamilton. That's nine. That's nine, bud? Yeah, I know. It's too many. Um, I can't. This is tough. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I got Did I name Sims? Yeah. Uh, and Eric Flowers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect response. Sorry, Lisa. I can't think of the last one. I'll get back to you. Yeah. I'm going to go Taylor, Armstead, Carson, and no, no oh, one. Oh, Jerry, Jerry. I'm sorry. Armstead. Right, Armstead. Cool. My so I'm not going to go in order, but Taylor, Armstead, Carson, Banks. Obviously, you see a pattern here of linebackers. Yeah, me too. Um, I loved Gary Reasons, uh, Mark Bavaro, Sims, and then on the current Giants, I, I love Justin Tuck. Uh, he's a top 10 guy for me. Yeah, me too. There's so many. Go ahead. I almost don't even put Strahan up there. It's so easy, but I have to go Strahan. That's yeah, nine. Strahan. I, dude, there's, yeah. two, there's so many. There's um, so many, yeah. I'll try to pick one that's like that's kind of rogue. Um, Could have gone Eddie McCaffrey, but he wasn't here long enough. Mm. I said Everson Walls before. How about George Martin? George Martin, he's another one. Yeah, there's uh, so but, many. I, I just forgot. I, I forgot. I can't name them all. I liked, um, you know, I was a big Sam Garns fan. I know he was slow, but. I liked him. I don't know. Not top 10, but uh, Lisa, good question. I can't believe you said Shockey, Lisa. Come on. Uh, that's all right. You're still the best. Oh, she likes she like Shockey's blonde hair. You I know. guess. <laughs> Her, uh, I'm sorry. Gerardo Vasquez at G Vasquez MD. I follow you guys because, one, you are unapologetic Giant fans. <laughs> that's true. Two, always give us the real answer that has been said. I'm sorry. Always give us the real answer. It has been said, what would be the thing that keeps us out of the playoffs? Pass rush, Eli, or something else? Good question. So uh, thank you for the compliments, Gerardo. Um, what would keep us out of the playoffs this year, Chris? Poor offensive line play again. Yeah. Poor offensive line play. Mm, I'm afraid to give my answer. <laughs> I agree. But if the offensive line is good and we don't make the playoffs... Eli, go ahead, Jerry. Eli go Manning. Ahead. Eli Manning. <laughs> oh my God, he said it, folks. I know. Eli Manning. Ben, oh. Ben in in Green Bay wants to murder me. Lisa is oh. uh, creating a voodoo doll in my image. I get it. Oh. It is what it my is. My God, you better never show your face around training camp. Lisa's going to kill you. I know she is. I don't blame her either. Uh, let's see one more. Here we go. Liam Michael at 97 Tercel. Uh, hey, guys, long-time listener, first time asking a question. I live in Arizona, but I was born and lived in Bayside, so Jerry can't insult me. Nice. If Gettleman let you pick at number six, but, has to be a quarter, but it has to be a quarterback, who do you select? I'll hang up and listen. At the time, I'd be lying if I said I went with Daniel Jones. I yep. probably would have gone uh, <coughs> Haskins. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, knowing what I know, seeing how Haskins reacted to not being picked, to the $50 fee for his party, to his father saying you bought our brand, and seeing uh, what Chris has reported beautifully from all the camps, I go Daniel Jones. So it's two answers. It's what did I want at the time versus now I go uh, Haskins, but now knowing what I know, Daniel Jones. Yeah, at the time. I think, I think that was the idea of that question. Right? What would you yeah. want with at the draft, if he gave you the six pick, yeah, I had to be a quarterback. Yeah, I would have went with Haskins. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have went with Haskins. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, um, or traded for uh, for for Josh Rosen, <laughs> third round pick. Or traded for <laughs> Rosen. That was definitely on the table. Yep. Yep. Um. All right, buddy. Hey, for, yes. hey listen, Jerry. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You know, if I was a GM, then I would I would have drafted Josh Allen. Oh yeah, me too. Absolutely. He asked what quarterback, but I agree. I know it's not the quarterback we, question. We were, but I'm just saying I would have drafted Josh Allen. Dude, you know? we were all over Josh. We were like, that's it. It's Josh Allen. Yep. Yep. So, but anyway, we're not the GM. So, uh, anything else, pal? Uh, no, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. If anything breaks, we'll do something earlier next week. Otherwise, it's going to be Wednesday again. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, for the support with uh, T Public. You guys are buying up T-shirts and paraphernalia. It's hilarious and awesome. Thank you so much. And um, for the iTunes ratings again, over two hundred five five point zero rating. Incredible. It's because of you guys that. Uh, like I said, these, these uh, different companies are contacting us now. And we are uh, making waves, my friend, Chris. <clears throat> so, um, but most importantly, the Giant Insider prints uh, this Sunday night. So it'll be out for those subscribers next week. 
It'll be at the Wawa's and the uh, the supermarkets uh, sometime next week. You, <clears throat> yeah, Chris, good. Can you give us a little hint of what your twelfth uh, twelfth uh, man column's about? Um, no, because it has no, no, not yet. I it's it's uh, I've it's one of those things where I wrote about a a thousand words and then deleted it. I didn't like it, so I'm <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 out of my mind. So you're coming up with a whole new? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you? I'm I think I'm going. I think I'm going guys that should be in the ring of honor who aren't and kind of making an argument for them because it's the off season and I'm not going to predict camp. Out- Chris does a beautiful job of predict- predicting camp battles, giving his mini camp updates, interview with BJ Hill. Uh, we have everybody contributing different articles, everybody, you know, talking about Jones and Eli and the secondary. It's could, just- could you, could you share with us what you deleted? What was the idea? What did you hate it? No, it was again, like, my hatred of Eagle fans. And I, I just, it was, it was, yeah. I spent a lot of time in South Jersey the last few days. And I, I just, I wrote this article about, um, you know, I've done it before, but they, they give me new material all the time to write. They, 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 they are so inspirational that I just, I write about them. Um, but I, I just, I just felt like I don't want to do this again. I went down this road a million times. I talk about it enough on the podcast. Let's let's honor the guys. Let's be an adult. Me, I'm telling myself this. So I so I wrote about cowboy fans instead. Right, right. There you go. No, no but like no. let's let's honor the guys who you know should be in the ring of honor. The the John Mendenhalls, the Leonard Marshalls. Hey and, Jerry, how about the passion of the Giant fans that we were talking about before? Yeah, could, that 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 could be mixed in too. Yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, most importantly, guys, if you want to order a copy of the Giant Insider or a subscription, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. For a digital subscription, go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. Uh, like I said, we'll probably drop next Wednesday. We'll name a buffoon again, and or two buffoons. We'll see who the hell is going to be an, an ad for the, uh, the Twitter questions, and we'll take your Twitter questions. So most importantly, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.